Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. We have reached the mid-season mark for the NFL, and as always, the guys got the weekly picks ready to go. Then, Colby, after a couple weeks of NBA action, has his tiers stacked and ready to go as well. So, sit back and enjoy the show. Hard to believe that we're already halfway through the NFL season. College football's almost done, too. Damn. All right, boys. We are back. We are so back. An excellent Thursday, not with the quality of the game. That might be the worst Thursday night game ever. But we are back. And most importantly, I'll just start with this. Take a bow, gentlemen. This is, we are hot. This is the best two-week stretch of picks we have had. I don't know the exact records, obviously, looking back at the history since we started doing this last year. But uh, I feel pretty confident saying this has been our best two-week stretch all year. Phenomenal work, everyone, for for all involved. We, we've been cooking the last two weeks on these picks. How do we do? How do we do? How, what are the numbers here? So this, yeah, I'll just, I'll just start with that. This was for the locks. I'm just talking about the locks right here. Uh, this was easily our best week ever. A combined, let me do this math, eight and one on the locks. You both yeah. went three and oh. Jalen, after your rough week last week, you bounce back with 3-0, Christian a 3-0 week, and I probably would have been 3-0 if Jaron Hall did not get injured. I would made that pick not picking against mercenary Josh Dobbs. I thought I had – I even said when we recorded last Thursday, Jalen, that uh, this is probably the only chance I'm ever going to have to pick against Jaron Hall. Yep. That was the whole reason I took the Falcons. Um, but then I hit on my other two. So, yeah, a combined 8-1. and Y'all both had a 3-0 week. Great work. Let this be known. This is my back-to-back three and zero week. Right? Yeah, that's right. You were three and zero last week as well. Christian is cooking. Christian now well above five hundred. So the standings on the year: Jalen twelve, fourteen, and one. You're right there, clawing your way back with a huge week. Christian obviously six and zero right now, red hot. You're fifteen and twelve on the year. I still just got you barely sixteen, nine, and two. So pretty, pretty good picking overall. Great. So we can keep that rolling. A great way to get back on track. That's what I'm hearing. Great way to get back on track. Seeing a lot of people in the media struggle, and you know, I, I became one of those people, and now I'm now I feel like I have cleansed myself. We're back. It's uh, it's good. And the best part is, this is the midway mark. So those are our midway numbers. Like this is officially the middle of the season, boys. So pretty pretty solid stuff. I think I can turn it around. Like That's it. my final final statements on All that. Right. So there we go. We're hot. We got to keep it rolling. Um, I don't even know if do we want to say anything about this Bears Panthers game, or should we just skip it all together? Christian, go ahead. <laughs> Locking it right now. Tyson Bagnet anytime touchdown. Wait, he's fucking due for that. <laughs> due for that. 
I like you know, it. I'm I'm right here on FanDuel. I'll go ahead and do it, man. I need something. I wanted something to put on this game. Something, something to tickle, something. tickle, put in a Tyson bag at any time touchdown, man. Like, there's nothing right. that would just have you just rattle up over here just watching this disgusting game. Then root for that. If you want to be simple, root for DJ Moore Revenge TD. Yeah. But I like to have live life on the edge right now with this Tyson Magnet anytime. The Panthers have to. I win. like it. This is a must-win game for the Panthers because the Bears. I might put more money on it and make uh put the magic on there, put pressure on Colby for this podcast. So the, the it's probably very smart to put your money on the magic. I'd recommend that you do it. Um. Okay. <laughs> Words you thought you'd never hear on a podcast. Well, anyone who's listened to this one before probably expected to hear it, but most podcasts, no. <laughs> okay, so let me get these FanDuel lines pulled up. But yeah, Panthers must win game. Probably the worst Thursday night game ever. Uh, and that's saying something. Okay, the real games start with a bad one in Germany. After we sent the Europeans their best football game they've ever seen, uh, matchup they've ever seen last week. Um, we went back right back to the playing the hits this week, giving them Patriots Colts uh, in Germany. The the Colts are one and a half point favorites. This is essentially a pick them. I mean, this is don't. Why would anyone ever put money on this game? I'm not sure. I guess I'll take the Patriots. I'm just going to keep picking them because at some point I feel like they're going to win a weird Velichek voodoo game, even though they're terrible. Um so I'll take the Patriots, but I mean, this is like this is so bad. This is this disgusting game. Yeah, I'm going with the. Uh, we're gonna take the Colts here. I think uh, Gardner Minshew's gonna go out there, play a great game to represent America. Um, it's gonna be very inspiring. It's gonna make Germany wish that last week's game they had the Colts versus the Chiefs um instead of dolphins because what was that that game actually turned into a very defensive game i feel like this game might be a little bit more off the rails i think germany's going to enjoy this one i feel like uh just come in with low expectations but uh just be 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 ready for the witching hour for sure i feel like the the witching hour will definitely i think this game might be one of those games where the witching hour is going to hit um that being said though yeah still going to stick with the colts here um give me gardner Minshew. Showing some uh, inspiring some Germans of the American way in the American game of football. Did no one see Belichick do the walk of shame in Germany? Not real. Ah. I didn't think that's not real. I I saw it. It looked it looked really really like Belichick. There's no way that's real. I don't know what you guys are talking about. You look it up. Just take a peek at it later. Um, Okay, can do. Calling a ring camera, doing the walk of shame. Um, it's not. Somebody like <laughs> has his shirt off. It does look, it does look like him. It does look like him, but there's no way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. So, <laughs> and there's rumblings going around that if you don't, the Patriots lose this game, I'll check my get canned. I mean, I was about to say you might not take the plane back. There's rumblings. Leave him in bad. Germany. That's the end of his career. That's yeah, that'd be nuts. What if he just never came back? He just doesn't get back on the plane, stays in Germany. <laughs> the, the little rumblings, like, no, I, I think the Patriots that. must win. Like, give me the Patriots. That, 
The next time we hear from Belichick, he's going to be leading the German national flag football team against the United States for what has happened to him. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> if he loses this game, <laughs> they're underdogs, by the way. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, barely, but yeah. I mean, they're bad. They should be underdogs to just about everyone. They're terrible. I can't believe I picked them to go over in the season picks episode. That one has backfired. I thought I never thought Belichick would get this low as it is, but I guess it can always get worse. Would love to play an over under how many games they got left if they can win them. They'll probably I bet they'll get to like four. They'll probably win two more times at least. Two more times. That's oh, terrible. That is terrible. Okay. On to the next game. The game that is now we get to some games that are actually pretty interesting, I would say. Probably the actually easily the best game of the day is the next one. Niners in Jacksonville, both coming off a bye. Niners on a three-game losing streak. Jags red hot. The Niners are three-point favorites in Jacksonville. That is crazy to me. I am very hesitant because I lean the Niners winning this game. But you're going to give Jacksonville three at home? With how the Niners have played these last couple games, I still think they're very good. I wouldn't be shocked if they won. But I'm going to take the three with Jacksonville at home. That's that's crazy. The Jags are might be feeling very disrespected right now. Um, aren't both teams coming off a bye? Yeah, yeah, they both are. Yeah. <clears throat> I I'm going to take the Jaguars as well because – I like the fact that both teams are coming off the bye. It gives this game a lot of spice. Um, three points. I think this is going to be a close one. I don't think Debo Samuel is just that much of a key factor. We'll see. But I think it's just Brock Purdy having a slippage in these last couple of weeks. So, and Trent Williams still questionable and listed as doubtful. I think I'm going to go, yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to lean Jaguars on this one. This one just screams Niners bounce back. I'm this is like I just feel like it's like we're getting the line all the way down here. Might as well give me that. I'll take Niners here. That's fair. That's definitely on the board. This could be a very interesting game to watch. That's I mean that's the best game of the whole weekend. There's some other good ones, but that's the best one. Okay. So no squad picks yet. So far, so good. All right. Great game. Great games. A little bit gross, but actually I would say a great game and a very important one for at least one of us on this panel. So, Jalen, I'll ask, do you want to start or do you want us to go? Saints in Minnesota. The Vikings are three-point dogs at home to the Derek Carr Saints. How do you want to do this game? I got this. Well, I'll take – I'll go first. Uh, these damn bastards in New Orleans, they are coming into Minnesota, and I have to now once again defend them, defend my beautiful Vikings. I don't think I didn't think Josh Top was going to play last week, and I still hyped him up for the win. I think I'm going to have to, it's going to be easier for me to defend it now that we've seen Josh Top's play. There's a high chance that they were going to hit a little bit of a reality spike because this is a much better defense, but. The Falcons were a top six defense, according to the numbers. Uh, and uh, last time I checked, the Vikings got a pretty solid offensive line, so we should be able to at least give Dobbs a chance, you know? My only concern is watching Alexander Madison handle run the football is so disgusting. 
Yeah, him being in the running back position is so hard to watch this season. I mean, he's averaging only two yards a carry, and that could be a problem against this defense. But I also am not too I'm not scared of Derek Carr and his offense. Something's not right. The only person I am afraid of is Alvin Kamara because that dude just loves to have field days against the Vikings. So that is the only man I'm really afraid of is Alvin Kamara. Really, besides that. I'd like my Vikings here in their uh, three dog, three point dog spot. So I'll take them. Christian, you want to go next? Switch up the order here. Yeah, this one. Mm. Give me Joshua Dobbs. Astro, <laughs> take it over. Give me Minnesota. I like it. I mean, yeah, so that's the first squad pick. I my reason, and I think it's all for different reasons. I obviously I love Josh Dobbs. I told I was hyping it up to Jalen as soon as I happened. I was like, that was a great move, um, and it's immediately pays it pays off. First week, not not even a week later, it pays off. Um, but I'm mostly just love this pick because the Saints should not be three point road favorites in this game. That line is just weird to me. I get it, maybe it's because their defense and Vegas does like the Saints. Um, and maybe they don't know if Josh Dobbs will replicate it. We mentioned Atlanta's a good defense, Jalen. I just just like New Orleans and the Saints offense has been so all over the place. It's had some really bad games. I just don't understand that. So I'll take Vikings plus three as well. That's not good. That's just not a good feeling. Oh, we've been better on the squad picks lately, though. And we haven't had any the last couple. We didn't have them last week, obviously. We've had some schedule craziness between us. But uh We've done well on the squad picks the last recent recent times. So I don't think that's a kiss of death. Now, we're not going to go 100%, so it certainly might be. But we'll see how many other ones we get. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that happens, babe. No, I do. All right. Sneaky, very interesting game, despite the teams being bad, objectively. Titans at the Bucks. Will Levis, the Mayo kid, slinging that thing around. They're both three and five. The Bucs, after their hot start, have fallen off a cliff. They've lost four in a row. Baker's still been good, uh, but the other flaws of that team have certainly been brought to the forefront, um, most notably their defense. Now, it was C.J. Stroud, but they still got carved up. Um, this is a weird game to me. I take the Bucs here. I just think eventually they're going to grab one of these because they are talented. They are still better than I thought, even though they're looking more like the team I thought they would in recent weeks. I like the Bucks here at home. Will Levis is good. I think he he's been impressive through two games. We'll see what he looks like. Um, the, the farther he goes, the more film people get. Um, but he has looked very good so far, better than Bryce Young ever has, if I'm being honest. So I think it's an interesting game because of Levis. But I'll still take uh, the Bucks here, Baker. You know what? Just just because. This might be one of the only times I can do this. I'm going to take the Titans on this one. <laughs> um, I'm, I just like the idea of just Will Levis. Maybe Baker's just going to be a veteran quarterback who just young guys got to learn to learn off of. And I think Will Levis versus Baker Mayfield is a matchup I didn't see coming, but I thought you would love, Colby. I mean, this is going to be a fun gunslinger type game, I feel oh. like. Oh, yeah. So I'm going with Baker Sadly, dude, I think he's going to get two heartbreaks in a row from rookies, man. Oof. And uh, I think this will be the time where Will Levis can uh, put his hat on the hat on the same same rack 
as CJ Stroud of beating Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and maybe it's a crazy fireworks game too. Yeah, I, honestly, I have a feeling this might be a fireworks game. I'm really full on on this one. Um, give me, give me Baker though. I think the Bucks are due for a bounce back game to get a win here. So give me that. All right, that's that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, that'll that'll be on the TV for sure. Another great game. Well, it's a great game in terms of record and prestige. Visually, it might not be the best. Browns or Ravens? Christians, yeah. mighty Ravens, been on a tear. Uh, as long as they don't play Kenny Pickett, they almost always win. Uh, so they're six and a half point home favorites against Cleveland. Deshaun Watson is allegedly going to play. Um, you never know with him, but he's alive. They're saying he's gonna play. Christian, do you want us to go first, or would you like to start? I'll go ahead. Uh, I would love for DTR to play again, like that would be <laughs> a comedy funny. Um, I think that's what's happening. <laughs> It's weird. Honestly, I think the Ravens had the game plan of having all the injury bugs happen at the beginning of the year so everyone can come back during the middle and the end of the season. So, I mean, because I felt like the first three weeks we had like like eight, nine people in the injury report. And they're not anticipated to miss anyone this weekend. So, I'm like, sick. Like, this is weird. Like, I'm used to having already like 10 people in IR by this time. So, hey. Lamar is balling. He's doing what he can do. Our run game, Keen Mitchell is a gem that we is another Baltimore product running back that is going to come out of nowhere and just dude's lightning quick. He is lightning quick. I love it. Um, OBJ caught a touchdown on his birthday. I made a good quick $200 off that. So that was a, <laughs> that was a nice celebratory one there, but this is, it's going to be an ABC North battle. So this one, like Deshaun's going to be here, but that's not going to matter. Give me Baltimore minus six and a half. Like we're, what are you talking about here? What are we talking about? It's the Browns. And and oh. also it didn't help that uh Miles Garrett lit up a fire um that you know he'll pick Joe Burrow over Lamar like really really weird timing to say that man like really I mean I'm sure someone probably asked him that I don't know unless he just if he brought that up by himself that's wild but yeah um do you want me to go Jalen or you want to go yeah go ahead you got the floor already. Uh, no, I mean, I'm totally with you. I just was very smiling, excited there at the end when I heard you say, come on, it's the Browns, because you guys were uh, hyping the Browns up so much uh, when we, at the beginning of the season. They are, have been good. They've been better than I thought they'd be. But, they're yeah, I'm with you. Six and a half is a little big number. The, any number that big in an AFC North game is – it is still the AFC North, so you got to take that into account. But, yeah, they destroyed them last time. Lamar, no problems with their great defense. Deshaun is – either doesn't play or is usually bad when he does play. Um, so, yeah, I love the Ravens here, even minus all those points. Hang on, just, uh, just lighting up that Browns ankle-biting pack, everyone, <laughs> that I've been trying to sell y'all for the last couple of weeks. Um, Christian, the reason why I started to smile a little bigger was because what happened to the whole respect the rivalry? And I am going with that take right here, right now. I'm going to say the ankle biting Browns cover, baby. They're not really a rival. Ankle biting Browns <laughs> in a sloppy AFC North game. Give me them Browns. Keep on ankle biting. Every team in the AFC North is a playoff team right now. And I call that too. <laughs> they, they might end that way too. Like, we'll see. Probably, it's unlikely, but it's certainly possible. 
Oh man, this division's just it is fun. I know it's gross for most people, but I do enjoy watching the AFC North games just like you guys. So it's a great it's a great division for people who appreciate oh, yeah. football. It's well, like Big Ten, but in the NFL. Yeah, but when you play them, they make you play AFC North style most of the time, unless they just get destroyed by the Niners. Uh, or the I think that's just the Steelers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they've all had some bad losses here, but at the most part, they make playoffs in football. So, before we move on, I do have a solid question since we both already talked about the Jags and Ravens. We did have in our pre in our beginning of the season predictions, we had the Ravens and Jags at the AFC Championship. Did we really? Yes, remember that. Do yeah, we but we had the Jags winning. Remember, we had that bowl prediction. Yeah, I knew we had the Jags, the Jags go too far. So here I am right now I'm asking you guys, what are your thoughts on either of those two teams making it to the AFC Championship game? How likely is it that we get both? How li- both is very unlikely, just because <laughs> it's difficult to exactly predict any matchup. One, I would say, is very likely. I would say better than half, 50% chance that one of them is there. Both, I mean, that's going to be difficult because you never know how the seeding's going to work out and everything. So both is going to be tough. But I'll say I think one probably will. I'd say better than 50% chance one does. I mean, are we, are we going to let me answer this? Like, <laughs> Yeah, of course. I said everybody. I, said <laughs> I mean, like, what are we talking about, dude? Like, Baltimore's going to be hosting this Lombardi here in, like, a couple of months, like. <laughs> Just oh, gear up and start mentally for a high-level ego oh. just walking around here. I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm so confident right now. Like, we are just going to walk in, host it. Lamar's going to get the trophy. It's going to be at the mic and say, not bad for a running back. And just walk <laughs> off the mic. <laughs> you'll be waiting for that day. I'll say yeah, this. If you can get to the Super Bowl, you'll probably definitely win it because we know how none of the NFC teams know how to play against Lamar. That's insane. Insane. <laughs> insane stat. Who's the one team they lost to? I like the your we, we lost to the Giants in that one fluky game like two years ago. It was insane. There it is. Yeah, I was about to say. I know it was there. Everyone, no one talks about that one loss, so it must have been very fluky. That's why. Um, but, yeah, that's just a little fun one there for you. All You're right. already thinking Super Bowl, though. I've been hearing a lot of – it's midseason awards week, so everyone's giving up their awards and stuff. I've heard Harbaugh for Coach of the Year. i heard Lamar for MVP, of course. But uh, I think it's Super Bowl, though. That's that's a, that's a big that's a yeah. big bound, big leaps and bounds there. Yeah, we're not talking about these individual trophies. We're talking about the whole shit, baby. The Chiefs, that's what it all comes down to. <laughs> well, I feel like the Ravens are one of those teams that can do they it. Can, yeah, oh, they can. Yeah, I mean it's on the board. I'll, I That's why I it's crazy. It's whoever. It's going to be whoever can face the Chiefs. I don't know if the Jags have a. I feel like I understand why you guys are saying one team can make it to the AFC Championship, just because I don't know if the Jags pass that Chiefs test yet. I mean, they already failed it once, well, twice. Actually, no one has ever passed the Chiefs test. People have beaten them in the regulars. The Bengals are the only. The Bengals and Tom Brady. The only time the AFC quarterbacks have ever beat the Chiefs in the playoffs with Mahomes. At Arrowhead, though, that's why. Well, yeah, because it's always Arrowhead. Arrowhead. What if it doesn't? What if it's not the Arrowhead Invitational? 
I mean, also, I mean, have y'all not seen the script? Like the script says it. It's gonna be a Niners um, Baltimore Super Bowl. Like I, I, like what I called at the beginning of the year. It's gonna be a Niners Ravens Super Bowl. The color scheme of the Super Bowl logo. It's like either Niners Ravens or Chiefs Vikings. Yeah, I was about to say, be very disappointed if uh, Josh Dobbs and the Vikings made it for a heartbreak against Mahomes. I'll probably burn my Mahomes jersey if that happens. And that, that'd be the only way I get rid of that jersey if uh, we lose to him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's on the board. Anything can happen in your sloppy little conference over there. Um, hey, you got I, your conference a- has a whole division in it. What do you mean? You can't just come at me like that. Your conference has an entire division literally yeah. <laughs> taking up its wild card. I'm just, I'm just joking. I like to give you a hard time about that. Uh-huh. All right, Ted. Yeah, NFC is fun. It's awesome. Yeah, no, I like it. The NFC is fun. This is this is pretty fun. Um, okay, oh. we got we got off track here. Another pretty good game that you would have not said was good like a month or two a month ago. Texans of Bengals. Bengals six and a half point favorites. C.J. Stroud coming off probably the greatest game by a rookie quarterback ever. It's got to be up there if it's not number one. I mean that was just ridiculous what he did to the Bucks last week. Um. This is this is a tough one for me. Um, I really want to take Houston in the points here, but the Bengals are kind of rolling right now, and I do feel like the Texans are still very susceptible to have come back down to earth games. They did just lose to the Panthers two weeks ago, so even though they have looked really good, uh, and I love Stroud, that does give me some pause. I feel like this line should be a little lower, which makes me suspicious. So I'm going to take the Bengals, even minus all the points. Mm. Um, here we go. I want to take the Texans. I mean, they're going to have a lot of eyes looking at them right now. I think this would be a great game for them to just keep their heads in and just stay contentious for. If they can do that, I feel like they would rightfully earn that conversation talk of them being in the hunt and everything. There'll definitely be a fun conversation to have when we hit weeks 13 and all that, when we're talking about who can make the playoffs and hit that seven seed, because they are fighting for 500 right now. And that's why nobody wants to give D'Amico Ryan's the coach of the year nods and all that. They're just not mentioning him. But I feel like if they win this game, this is a big nod for that. Again, might be a sneak peek for my statement game. And again, another week where the Bengals are on the other end of my statement games. But uh, yeah, I'm going with the Texans on this one for the cover. All right, everyone. You ready to play everyone's favorite game of Let's Play Blind QB Tests? Okay. Oh, no. Here we go. All right, QB1. Career stats. Oh. 2,270 yards, 14 TDs, one interception. Set QB number two. Once again, career stats. 3,894 yards, 13 TDs, 13 interceptions. And let me also go over to QBRs as well. QB1, QBR is 102.9. QB2's QBR is 78 and a half. Which are you taking? I mean, definitely the first one. I know the first one is Stroud because I know he has the 14 and one pick. I'm taking the first one. Yeah, obviously. I'd be a fool if I didn't take the first one after that description. Yeah, you got Everyone loves everyone loves number one, right? They would take in Harvey, right? I just want I just want to make sure everyone 
Yeah, so, so yes, everyone. I yeah. feel like we got it overwhelming, overwhelming, resounding. Yes. QB one, CJ Stroud. Thank you, Colby, for pointing that out. QB two, drum roll. It is Kenny Pickett. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Take CJ oh it's Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I had a feeling it might be Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, CJ, I would trade Kenny Pickett for CJ Stroud. Glip it. Glip yeah, it. obviously. That is insane. Wow. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. CJ Stroud Kenny is Pickett smoked Kenny Pickett. CJ Stroud has more career TDs than Kenny Pickett yeah, has. Yeah, half the games. Yeah. You're not correct. Yeah, you know that's absolutely correct. Not not pretty. It's painful, and they 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 have a defensive coach down in Houston. Like, gosh, yeah, that's... they at least have a creative offensive coordinator. At least he doesn't have a high school offensive coordinator. What are you talking about, dude? Matt was, was on the sideline this last week. Oh cooking. yeah, no, he was he was really showing his energy down there. <laughs> dude, he's cooking. He's yeah, cooking. He scored on the scored on the first drive for like the first time in his life. Yeah, or one game too early, boys. Matt Canada would be a very good high school offensive coordinator, and he can be quite serviceable at the group of five college level. Nothing disrespect against the guy as a person, but like, come on. Obviously, and yes, obviously, CJ Stroud is much, much better than Kenny Pickett, and I would swap them in two seconds, of course. Not, would never argue that. I didn't need a blind review to tell me that. Oh my god, can pick it? Might be the next Ryan Tannehill. That's what I'm hearing. Um, but I I mean, there was, um, there was a funny stat I saw too the other week of um, Deontay Johnson (laughs) still didn't catch a TD until last TD was caught was thrown by Ben Roffensperger (laughs) until like two weeks ago. Finally caught it, yeah. <laughs> um, but back to this game. This this should be a good game, honestly. Um, the line is fishy, as Colby did mention. I thought this line would be a little bit closer, but I still will be taking a Texans plus six and a half. Um, the little the little kittens. Um, they're gonna be out with T Higgins, and they might be out with Jamar Chase. So the checkdown monster can't do what he can do of just throwing out these bubble wide receiver screens to them. So, good luck, buddy. Um, give me give me the Texans. All right, y'all both on the Texans. Wild, what's happened? Um, it's that. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure who that was. Uh, it's probably coming back though. Y'all both on the Texans. Still only one squad pick so far. Only two more one o'clock games. Now, the aforementioned. We got four minutes here, so I'll just start this. The aforementioned Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. This is like the my my the Kobe Bowl right here, because they are of course hosting Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Yes, there it is. Yes. I once had a lot of faith in prior to recent events. Um, the Steelers are three-point favorites at home, over under 38 and a half. All right. So I'm actually going to let you all go first on this one. Oh. Uh, I was picking my team. Jalen, I think you should start since, uh, you know, the whole Jordan love of it all on top of it being the Steelers. Sure. I'll gladly go start. Um. Yeah, so you got Jordan Love. This line's only three points. That's the concerning part here, Colby, that you should be seeing. Well, it's only Steelers, three points. Steelers like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the part that the Packers are just so bad on offense. They are just not good. It's You can see them coddling to Jordan Love and trying to help this kid out. 
and it just doesn't work. Aaron Jones is going out there on already pre-used hamstrings. Like this man is this man is still getting extra mile. They're throwing him back out there whenever he he feels like he can walk right, you know, and bend his knee. Um I would truly think that the Steelers are going to probably get this game out of hand. But like I said, the only concerning thing is I don't know why this line's close. I think like you said the Steelers play gross. I don't think it's going to be a gross game. I think this is just going to be a complete ass whooping just because of how good your defense is. So I'm going with the Steelers. All right, Christian. Well, well, well. We're here at Charm and Soft versus potentially just fringing clawing through a win type of team. <laughs> so who do I pick? This is an easy answer. What are we talking about here? I'm so over Jordan Love. I'm I refuse to pick him again. I don't care what happened last week. Matthew Stafford played that game last week. The Rams run them out the building. It was seven to three for a good chunk of that game. Brent Ripon. What are we doing at Lambeau? That is not the Packers I know. Disgusting organization. Awful team. I'm so over that. Give me the Steelers minus three. Easy lock in the squad right already because we already know where Colby's gonna go. Just it's an easy one, everyone. Like absolute like renegade is gonna be buzzing through the stadium. The terrible tiles are going, everyone just lock put a mortgage on it, put everything you own on the Steelers minus three. Wow, I love it. That was I love the confidence there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course picking Steelers. Here. Yeah, the Packers are not good. They Hand up. I was wrong about that one. The Packers, uh, Christian had faith in them too. We both thought had some belief in the Packers this year, and it's just been a disaster. Um, it's not like they have a great defense either. So Kenny Pickett, I'm sure, will be able to do enough. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Steelers minus three as well. feel pretty good about that one. The Packers, um, I I tell you what, I made a bet with one of my coworkers. I think I told Jalen this. I don't know if you were on Christian. Um, that the Packers, he said they wouldn't win six games. So, and I bet that they would. Be sweating that one out. Uh, I I don't know if they can get three more. I think they can in the NFC, but we'll see. Yep. So, a squad right should not jink this at all, everyone. Literally, everyone put the mortgage on this. There's no way a squad wide will jink this. Knock on wood there. But yeah, that this feels like a good one. Hopefully, we didn't uh, just jinx it there. All right. Unless Mitch Trubisky becomes the quarterback, because that's it. Yeah. That is a Bears yeah. quarterback. And all bets are off. Mitch oh, comes man. in live at the Packers live. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, man. I was about to say at that moment you got to switch all all financial proceeds. Awesome. He you got to give him over. I think that getting benched for Pickett really destroyed whatever shreds of self belief that he still had. Because like he was bad when he was the starter, but when he's come in as the backup, he's been all time bad. Like I thought he was gonna be such a great backup for them. Like when he first signed, I was like, oh, great signing. Like cool. yeah, I liked it at the time. Yeah, new ACC quarterbacks in the in the in the same room. Gross. Yeah. That's that's the type of quarterback room that Colby prefers. There's a lot of AFC quarterbacks around the NFL, though. So the ACC. ACC, yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, ACC quarterback. I know, but how many of those are in his room? They don't have a whole room of them. Well, yeah, that's... that's... <laughs> Malik, Malik Cunningham and the Patriots, right? Uh, they also have Mason Rudolph still in the room, don't forget. <laughs> oh, it's a great room. Hanging great out. room. Okay. On to the 4 o'clock game. Tightly. A vomit game, but sneaky interesting for one reason. 
the return of Kyler Murray. He's back. Right in time for the new card to come out. He's back, taking on Oof. the Falcons. Uh, the Cardinals are only one-and-a-half-point dogs at home. The Falcons coming off heartbreak against Josh Dobbs, the ice-cold killer, last week. I'm going to let y'all go first because I love my pick here. Love it. Um. Okay. I'll, I'll take this one just because I saw an interesting quote this morning, and I completely agree with it. Taylor Heineke, my guy, I love you. But the Arizona Cardinals should not be your Super Bowl game that you're saying at the podium. This is not a team that you should that? be hyping. Yes, he I said that this that. is their Super Bowl. You are fucked if you think the two and eight or two and seven. One, they only have one. You're giving them too much credit. Oh my god. Anyways, I, I, I got a little concerned after hearing that. I understand the message, though. Of course, like they're taking this game seriously. They need to bounce back after what happened last week. But um, I, I said this before a couple weeks ago about Kyler Murray, and he's coming back sooner than we expected, Colby. Um, and I said he's going to be – I didn't think he would be playing for the playoffs. I'm saying he's playing for his job. And here he is. He's playing week. He is here, week ten, playing for his job. He just needs to win probably two more games to keep it. So, the challenging thing is, Cod did get released this weekend. It's going to be a new game. I'm pretty sure he's going to be one of the beta players, though. So he's already got it out of his system and heard all the bad news. So give me the Cardinals in a refreshed Kyler Murray, baby. Um. I hate to break it to everyone, but the, the new COD is absolute booty cheeks from what everyone's been saying. So, oh. oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So there might be a chance that Kyler wasn't playing on it. He was focusing on the playbook. wasn't so. impressed. He's like, I guess I'll go study. I guess I'll, watch. <laughs> I guess I'll do my job. <laughs> study hall and go to the local library and look at, you know, tape. So hopefully he did so. With the Falcons. I need to have a discussion. I'm so sick and tired of the Falcons. I'm sick. <laughs> He's done too. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of not using Bijan in the red zone. What are we doing? Well, like, what is Arthur Smith like? Damn. He should. He shaved off the mustache. All right, good start. <laughs> He's the eighth overall pick. Yeah. What are we doing? Why do we have Tyler Algier? I understand who's decent. Like, don't get me wrong. He's not booty chicks, but he's not Bijan. Can we get Bijan in a red zone package for a touchdown? Please. It makes it a lot easier for your offense. Use your toys for a reason. Is Bijan going to turn up like Kyle Pitts? And I'm very worried that it's exactly what that's going to happen. But there is hope where Arthur Smith, he's going to get canned in the season. Like, let's face it, like, there's no shot. The, no, the Falcons are not winning the division. I'm over it. They're not winning the division. Arthur Smith will get, get canned at the end of the season, no matter what. But give me the Cardinals, plus one and a half. And sprinkle Kyler Murray, anytime touchdown here. I mean, what are, what are we talking about here? You know, get him, get him in the end zone. You know, if you want to have a little major dare do single play, I say that that's the play right here. Kyler Murray, anytime touchdown. He's ready to fire our guy, Arthur Smith, Jalen. I'll admit it hasn't been great for him in recent weeks. I think he can still – I agree he could be fired. I don't think it's definite yeah, yet. Yeah, he's, he's going to have to get a job at FedEx. In, they, win enough games. <laughs> they win enough games. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been rough for the Falcons. This is not good news. But, yeah, I love – A little concern for him. Love the Cardinals here. So that's – squad pick on the Cardinals doesn't feel great. 
But um, yeah, Kyler has so much to prove. I'm with you, Jim. This has to be the most motivated that Kyler's ever been. Because like everyone's talking about they're trying to get Caleb Williams. And right now, uh, if the Panthers win this game and the Bears and Panthers both have two wins, they would be in the driver's seat for Caleb Williams. They are right there. So I think he's just got to win enough games to not get either of the first two picks. Because they might get rid of him to get Drake May, too. Drake May is also pretty damn good. Um, I don't think they would get rid of him for any of the other ones, though. So, yeah, I agree with you. He's probably got to win, like, three more games to be completely safe, I would say. I think he can do it. So I love the Cardinals here. All right. I was about to say, so Colby's a your your laptop's struggling, buddy. I'm gonna take over for a minute. Um, yeah, you're, you're, I was about to say it might be your internet, but anyways, I like the card. It's it's very suspicious that we all got the Cardinals on here. I will say that, but yeah, but for the Falcons <laughs> to say that this is their Super Bowl, that's not a great sign. I mean, they do need to get the bounce back, but. I'm concerned about Arthur Smith, too. I understand Christian's uh, claims that he is on the hot seat. I'm right there with him. I think Arthur Smith is attending those hot seat meetings right now for those coaches. He's one of those coaches that are attending those meetings. That's true. So, yeah. Um, it's going to be an interesting spot. Gannon, though, he's got to get – if Gannon can come out and win this game, uh, it it would be uh, – it definitely give us an idea of what they're trying to do these next few weeks for the Cardinals as well. <clears throat> that's a good point we'll be very telling Gannon I think yeah it'll be interesting to see how him and Kyler do as a as a combo all right couple more games to crank through you already we got a oh yeah some awful primetime games so we'll get to those yeah finish the four o'clock slate Detroit at Chargers Chargers three-point underdogs to Detroit at home but as we have to say with every Chargers game it's basically a home game for Detroit um the Chargers never play don't have a home um I love Detroit here. Come on. I'll just be quick. You cannot trust the Chargers. You cannot trust them. They just won a game, so they'll probably lose this one. Um, the Detroit's just much better. There's a much better roster. Um, Herbert, I think, is slightly better than Goff, but Goff's been much better this year. And uh, Detroit is a much better roster, a much better coach. It's just a mismatch. I don't trust the Chargers whatsoever. So I'll take the Lions. I'm going to take the Chargers. Wow. I'm going to take the Chargers on this one. I I think defensively, I'm just looking at how the how the Lions got smacked. Yes, the I mean yes, there's a huge difference between playing in Baltimore and the Chargers home game. There's a huge difference. I completely agree with that. However, defensively stacked, the Chargers are probably got guys that are just as talented with like a couple years older and everything. They got a lot more vets, but they got the talent on the defensive end, the challenge golf and the Lions. I think this game is going to be mostly about can the Lions contain the receiving core of the Chargers? If so, they will probably win this game. But I think this we're in that type of phase in the season where all you know Herbert plays terrible for a few games and then he plays great for a few games. I think this is the we're in that great stretch. So I'm going with the Chargers here. Thank God. So we're not <laughs> on the lines here because I will be taking the lines here. <laughs> I'm yeah. not touching the Chargers with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but it's it's going to be a Detroit game. And the Detroit fans, they're passionate. They're one of the most passionate in the league, and they will travel. And they, they have traveled every single game this year. Like, there's photos I've seen. Um, it's, it's great. So give me a... 
I'm tired of Chargers. I mean, Staley, you got to go. Like in Chargers, like it's it's the weird stage where you know <laughs> there's you're, you're not going to get anywhere with a certain coach. Um, I mean, I felt that last year at the point with you know Greg Roman, I was like, like no matter what, like I want to, but like I know we're not going to get anywhere if we continue. Steeler fans are feeling that with Matt Canada deep down. They know they they won't be able to progress <laughs> deep with Matt Canada. Chargers fans, they know they're not going to go anywhere with Staley right now. They 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 know it. Like it's it's more prevalent than a lot more. I will say, fan, there's probably many other examples right now. Probably Falcons known Arthur Smith not that into right now. Um, Bills fans, Bills fans are probably feeling that a lot right now. Knowing with their OC, it's not stable. They know it's not going to work right now. So there are probably a couple other more examples I can throw out there, um, but I think this one is probably the most glaring. Um, they they just know Staley's not the answer. It's not going to get them far. And Herbo. He's a regular guy. I do have to have a start discussion as well here. Um, he was being rated a lot in the top five, top three discussion at the beginning of the season. He's borderline top ten right now. I'm just saying, like I, I I'm, I'm have to start a discussion with him yeah. if he doesn't start slinging it. No, I that. I think that's justified. Yeah, yeah. So give me, but give me your thoughts here. All right, you know I agree. He he's still in the top ten, but this is a little low end of it. Um, I would agree with that. All right, we can go probably very quick on this one. Biggest line of the week by far. Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys are 17 and a half point favorites against Tommy DeVito and the awful Giants. Um, yeah, this is I there's literally no number that would be too big for me to swallow with Dallas here. So yeah, I'll take them minus 17 and a half. The Giants probably very unlikely to even get more than three points in this game. Uh, this is gonna be a massacre, a bloodbath. Uh, they beat him forty nothing last time. That was with Daniel Jones. So, give me the Cowboys. Let's see. I'm uh, I'm going to go on to see where our alternate highest alternate spread here for the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to be it looks like forty two and a half points. So I say Dallas Cowboys win by forty two and a half. Uh, that sounds pretty realistic. Wow. That sounds like something you can do. So if you can do it, I, I'd recommend it. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Cowboys and all the points. Yeah, this one doesn't really work for discussion anymore. Give me the Cowboys 17 and a half. You'll be lucky to get 10 points out of the Giants. because Clearly, they've only – they at five games a season, they have gotten 10 points or less. And three that have come with Danny DeVito. Gross. <laughs> That's gross, man. And you got an offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's... 42 and a half. That's plus 2,000 odds. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to take that. Just I'm going to put a dollar on it. Why not? Like it. All right. Quick, quickly. Uh, so that's that's another squad pick right there. Um, Cowboys minus 17 and a half. Okay. Last four o'clock game. Commanders at Seattle. Sneaky, not a bad game. Interesting game. Better than Cowboys Giants, I'll tell you that much. Um, Seattle's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That feels like way too much for me. And I know Seattle's better, but I kind of – Jalen and I, Jalen, we've talked about this a little bit in the last couple of weeks. I kind of feel like Geno clock might be striking midnight. 
He may, he's kind of looked a lot pretty pumpkin-esque some of these last few games. Uh, so I don't trust Seattle. Just, that's too many points for me. They might still win because they are better, but I'll take the Commanders plus six and a half. Yeah, he has turned into a big pumpkin. Um, I think this is going to be a fun one, a fun four o'clock matchup. Especially, you got this one in the Lions game, in my opinion. But uh, I like the Commanders here as well. Uh, I like Sam Howell. It's the story to be told here, guys. I think he's just, just let go. He's fighting every game. He's staying. The fact that he's staying on his staying upright is amazing. The amount of times that of sacks that he's taken this first half of the season. Yeah. Um, and the better thing is, by week he is getting used to his enemy offense and starting to get starting to get some traction going. They've been playing some tough teams. Think if they they can make their make a good good mark on the season if they beat the Seattle Seahawks or at least just keep this comp- close because gotta remember the Commanders are going to be readjusting because they don't have Chase Young for the first week. I think this is the no, first or second week without him. They, yeah, they yeah there we go. So. Yeah, I'm still going to go with those. Sam Howell, great offense. It's starting to come together. I think it's going to work out. Give me the give me the commanders to cover those points. Six and a half. Um, I was on commies, but then you guys both took it. So <laughs> I'm going to have to risk because this is like a game where like, I, I would not want a squad ride. Like, it, it is, especially because it's at Seattle. That's my... That's my leading point here. Um, I think it's a bounce back game for the Seahawks. I still think the commies are going to cover, but just to prevent the squad pick here, I'll take Seahawks minus six and a half, whatever it's at. Um, but I think Seahawks will pull out the win no matter what. Aiden squad pick. It's all right. That's a reason. It's a reasonable thing. This is a weird game. Yeah, this is this could get weird for sure. That is definitely uh definitely true. All right. Now before we get to the good to the picks, on to the sloppy, sloppy primetime games. Jets at Raiders, Sunday night football. Uh, I mean Jalen were talking right before we started on how this game didn't get flexed. Um, but whatever. <laughs> I guess they're gonna make us watch Zach Wilson and Aiden O'Connell uh do war go to war on Sunday night. I like what I've seen from Aiden O'Connell. Um last week but uh i'll take the uh the jets here i think they bounce back just because of their defense but this is a disgusting game it's a one point line by the way the jets are favored by one in vain yeah i'm gonna take the raiders here uh come on i mean you see that raiders defense max crosby with 50 total tackles he is gonna be chasing zach wilson around like a madman uh like mad max and I'm going to go ahead. I think Aiden O'Connell, you said it, Colby. I've said it at the beginning of the season. I was like, this Aiden O'Connell kid, he's got something special. I mean, he's on my fantasy team for another league because it's a 20-man league. And I needed backup quarterback. And guess what? I knew he was going to play eventually, and I got him. I believed in him since the preseason. And now the Raiders believe in him. I believe in the Raiders to also snap and get a win because I think it's not really a snap. But it's like a two and eight of recent interim coaches after they won their first game. I think they're going to win this game. I think it's going to be three and eight. So give me Antonio Pierce and the Raider Nation and what may be a revival, just like they did with Bisaccia. 
I'm sick and tired of Devontae Adams. I'm he has burned me way too many times on the Darius Do list, and he just pulls out nothing. Nothing. And I know he's gonna score this week because he's not on the Darius Do this week. He's gonna score. If you wanna go ahead, put a little slow splash on he might even get two TDs. I don't care if sauce is on it. I'm sick and tired of him not scoring when he's on the Darius Do. He's banned completely. But I'll write that down. I'm also sick. The do list. Is that the first time, first name ever to be banned? Yeah. I think we need a blacklist. We need to start building. Yeah, a you know what? List. That's I like that. That's a good little sub subplot to the do list. You should the the do list blacklist. Yeah. <laughs> not, do not allow in like the pictures in a bar. No. Do not serve. And it sucks because Vontae Adams used to do really good for the Dares do. He used to really, really like come in clutch. Now this year, absolute tragedy. I'm three, three dares to he didn't get a touchdown. Like it's insane. But I'm also sick and tired. God dang Jets offense. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It is really bad. And I feel for Zach. I know he wasn't supposed to be in this position. Aaron Rodgers is throwing 60 yard bombs and warm-ups like a few weeks out of Achilles. He got lemur meat in his Achilles and he's out here slinging it. <laughs> Give me the Raiders. I don't and like I, this is just just pick it. I don't I don't care who wins this one. Disgusting. That is it's, it's a disgusting game, but you gotta admit it's a fun one. It's a fun. It's gonna be. I, that's the only thing you can tell yourself when they're not oh, gonna change. Do I have they're, to admit that they're not gonna flex? I don't know what that only, is it fun? The only thing you can tell what yourself when they won't flex these damn games. I mean, for God's sakes, I'm still sitting in front of the TV watching Carolina versus Bears while we do this thing. So, well, I'm not gonna watch it once we finish. I, I just got us off the background. <laughs> I'm not gonna finish this game. <laughs> I probably will do it. <laughs> My dude got compound V in his freaking Achilles out here just showing his act. This is how you oh, supposed we'll to throw. He also might just be, you know, trying to show off for the cameras a little bit. Oh, no. Aaron Rodgers may be a part of the boys. You never know. I don't know. I don't know if he could survive. Anyways. <laughs> no, wow, cool. great. Great little recap there. No, that was Colby has to defend the Jets. It's great. I mean, I just I'm I don't feel like I'm even defending the Jets. I'm just not. This is more a pick against the Raiders. <laughs> i the Raiders. I don't know how the Raiders are four and five. That's not even a good record, and they might be the worst four and five team I've ever seen. Like the fact that they were five hundred, uh, they're almost five hundred is crazy. Uh, all right, and then the Monday night, just a gross game. I guess it's technically- even worse. I don't know if it's worse, but it's not much better. What? Broncos at the Bills. The Bills are seven-point favorites. The Broncos at least, like, have an offense, even though they're bad. Like, the Bills have been uh, obviously struggling heavy. This is a weird one. You're calling the game that has a seven-point line more interesting than the game that has a one-point line. That's I mean, where I'm confused on. Yes, just because of the teams that are playing in the one-point line spread game. It's Josh Allen who leads the league in interceptions and Russell Wilson who leads the league in mistakes. Done. Russell Wilson's having a better year than he did. Um, it's that's How is that not, <laughs> how is that not way better than Zach Wilson, Aiden O'Connell? 
What are you talking about? Because there, it would just be a fun game. I told you that it would be much more fun, not disappointing and gross. One thing about it. <laughs> what what's so fun about it? Yeah, it's two quarterbacks named Aiden O'Connell and Zach Wilson. The bar is already low for these guys. And they're just going out there. They're just trying to win a game. They both have to win the game. Someone has to win it. So that's why it's much more interesting than a game with the Broncos, who probably the line is minus seven. I'm taking the Bills, folks. I mean, the Broncos are just, even with a bye week, it's, this is not going to work out for them. Trust me. Okay. I mean, yes, they have been getting a little bit better, but they're still putting up almost the exact same numbers as last season. Uh, so, and their defense got worse. So I'm going with the bills. Not going with the bills. I'm here for the bills bounce back as well. I think I'm torn a little bit. Um, I How are you torn? Because <laughs> the bills haven't looked great, but they do throttle bad teams sometimes as bad as they've looked. So I guess I'll swallow the seven and take Buffalo. But that's a testament to how the Bills have played recently, that I don't – that I'm a little hesitant to swallow that seven against Denver. All right. Time to start a discussion. <laughs> Josh Allen. Oh. Might be the most overrated QB in the NFL today. I mean – You got to choose one. Ready, Josh Allen or Justin Herbert? Herbert. Allen has at least, like, made a conference championship. Allen has at least had moments where he's been incredible. Herbert has never won a playoff. Yeah. Game. Give me, give me, give me Josh Allen. Don't give me Josh Allen. There's only one playoff round. Well, his button, his button mashing, like, plays are just, okay. like, it's bad. bad. It's button mashing. <laughs> And I like that description. Yeah, <laughs> and he gets he just panics, and like I was alluding earlier, Bills fans know they know like this is not going to work out. It with whoever's calling the plays, I'm not sure if it's McDermott or if they have an OC, but whatever's with whoever's going on, they and reports came out today that they had a players only meeting. If you were having a players only meeting halfway through the season. You might as well start packing your bags and start playing out Cancun trips because that's not going to fly. And I forgot who said it. And I was like, they were going with Peter, like, no team who has a player only made this early in the season has made it to even the AFC or NFC championship game. So (laughs) I had had my ears perked. I like that. I want to know who's in charge of like keeping that stat. Yeah. Like that's hilarious, but that but I agree I agree with what you're saying. It's and so the Bills, I'm I'm sick and tired of just like you're supposed to play way better. And also, who was the one that you know took an under on their win totals of the year? Oh wait, that was me over here. That was my Where? Mine are not and I got I got buried for that. Uh, let me see if I can write that take. I think I even wrote that take down. Hang on. I think it was something to do with a curse. Um, if I'm not mistaken. The Madden curse. The Madden curse is looking very spicy. Right? Yeah. Christian, Bill's under 10 and a half wins. Yeah, I, see. I have it right here from the over-under episode. At a five and four record right now. And with the schedule being for the next couple games, you have one moment, please. No problem. I might go one for – I'm looking at these over-under picks. I might go one for five on mine, the way things are looking. 
It's, they're not you have for, for the next couple weeks. Oh, Carolina's not getting seven wins. <laughs> the Jets and the Jets they somehow always struggle with. The Eagles, the Chiefs, the the Cowboys. Oh, you might be right about that. The Chargers and who can beat Bill's Chargers. That's going to be an overrated QB ball right there. Who comes out of that one? Oh yeah. And they end with the Patriots and the Dolphins. They have a murder row ending. <laughs> so I'm sitting under ten and a half. It's looking a little pretty right now. Um, but long story short. I will prevent the team right here, and I will take the Broncos plus seven. Um, this is just a really just spicy take. I, I don't like it at all. And No matter what, I will be coming out of this with just one of my takes just being more stronger than other. Um, that can be either Sean Payton, most overrated QB. I mean, overrated head coach. Josh Allen being more overrated QB. Both, both will still be played, but one will be hotter than the rest. Man, this wasn't one of the games that we thought were one of the highlight games of the season. <clears throat> oh, well. I'm trying to see if I have those season predictions official, but I do have the over-unders. That is a true statement. You had them. You did have them under. Yeah, that's gonna, that yeah. is a, that's that is a fact. Yeah, you had Broncos on the under, though, so maybe you just did yourself in there. Yeah. Well, Broncos. I mean, that's looking pretty still sweet right now. Yeah, yeah Broncos under eight and a half, Browns under nine and a half. You're gonna be sweating that one to the that end. What? <laughs> Titans under seven and a half. That one is looking good. That one's looking good. Cards under four and a half. You might be sweating that one. I might depending be on sweating Kyler, that one. Depending on how Kyler <laughs> comes I, I out. Might come out, probably coming out of the last week. <laughs> yeah, and then Saints under nine and a half. Those are all possible. Though yours is looking the best because right now I had Carolina. Awful. The Steelers is probably the only one of mine that's gonna hit. This might be this might be a career year of just the amount of takes I've had that are aging like fine wine right now. And you know what would be the cherry on top is just Baltimore catapulting to the end of the top of the mountain. So that could just mm. be all just a random all stew of hot steam coming out. Yeah. What a time. What a time. God damn. That, that is a hot streak in a fire for heard one. But something that has not been as hot. Christian, your revenge dues list. I don't think we got a revenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's not been. I liked the theory, though. I thought that was. Yeah. Sick. I was all in on it. I'm not going to lie. We were in on it. Uh, I think someone also from last week needs to join the blacklist. Uh, I think uh, if I had to choose a name, I think it should be Pacheco or Pollard. <laughs> Is there one of the two? Pacheco, now? I haven't picked at any time. So that that's, yeah. Pollard, though. I can't because he is playing the Giants this week, and <laughs> he, he won't be he won't be on the dares do this list. I just know he'll score like, but it's gonna be like minus two hundred. So, but this week, I don't know. Let's say you know tail at your risk right now until we hit. But once we hit, baby, I'm telling you, we're going a hot streak. I'm telling you, I'm waiting for it. This this one's this one's an interesting one, and we'll start off one o'clock. The return of Debo Samuels. He the one time he picked them this year, he scored. So, and he hasn't scored since Ooh. we picked him last on the day or two. So he'll plus one sixty. And then we go to the four o'clock games. These are both two four o'clock games. 
Commander's secondary has been very questionable at points. Who, who Banks, whoever they drafted, has been getting torched left and right. Yeah, Give me yeah. DK Metcalf anytime touchdown. And Seattle, it just it just seems appropriate. And then the return of the TD Vulture, the man, the myth, the legend, Colby's favorite person on earth, David Montgomery. Give me. <laughs> I so, actually do like David Montgomery, even though he screwed me in fantasy this year. I do like him because he is a clone. So give me <laughs> all three of those for a nice juicy plus 1,143. I like that. I think it seems reasonable to me that all of those guys could score. It all seems reasonable at points. It, 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 <laughs> like, it gets Mickey Mouse at the end. It just. So, I'm not going to say anything. Maybe that's why. Because I always rave about how good and confident I feel about it. But this time it's going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to say nothing. Just say nothing. Let's just test the theory. Um, but my little side there's do is will be Kyler. That that will definitely be a little a little side one. Um, and also I'm a very big component of the baby touchdown. John Bates, the tight end from the commanders, he had a beautiful little child. Um, so he is uh he's pretty juicy odds. I just I just I John put, Bates. I put I put I put a little McChicken on it, uh plus one thousand two hundred. So yeah, he had a little beautiful little baby. Let's <laughs> hope so that comes out. It really does. <laughs> Respect that. I don't know. That's we may not have any time touchdowns for Kyler yet. Trying to trying to get get yeah, my those own. Odds are, those odds are not out yet. Interesting. So be on the lookout, folks. Be on the lookout for Kyler. All right, All right Christian. Great news list, man. As always, um, it is time for everyone's most anticipated segment of the day of the week. It is time for the locks list, baby. I mean, this is just going to get dicey because, like Colby said, it's a close one. So, as always, boys, let's get those upsets and statements out the way. Um, last week, Colby, you had the Bucks and Eagles. Eagles as your statement. They did win their state. You got your statement game right. Uh, <laughs> Bucks, they almost got your upset game. And oh, I was Vikings for the upset and Bills for the statement against the Bengals, and that did not pan out well. All right, so there's a recap. Christian, you were not with us, so get us started with your uh, upset pick of the week, and then statements will be next, boys. My upset pick of the week will be, this might be my most disgusting upset pick of the year. Give me the Denver Broncos. I like it. That's That's a real upset. I like it. All right, Colby, what do you got for your upset? I'm going to go with the Commies in Seattle. That's uh, that's going to be a tough one for them to win, but I'll, I'll take the Commies for the upset. Okay, and I will take two weeks in a row. Actually, not. Nah. Give me Kyler Murray in his debut. I'll take them. It's a toss-up game, apparently, but I think for them to be an underdog, it's cheesy and I like it. So give me the Kyler Murray Cardinals as an upset game. Um, and his debut, and then for the statement game, uh, I'm gonna take the Texans, so I'm going double upset here. I'm gonna go with the Texans cover. I think if they can cover, that's a huge statement just in that. But if they win, 
they also get to pretty much put their name on the playoff board. And that'll be fun for the next few weeks. Right. I like that. That's a, that's an interesting statement. Um, This may be stealing it. I don't know what Christian's planning to do, but I'm going to take the Ravens for my statement game. Just I think the statement again, Browns, you're still going to be down at the bottom. Like you're not, you're not going to beat us now. You can't make the excuse of we didn't have our quarterback like the first time. Um, so I'll take the Ravens for a statement game. I'll take Steelers minus three at home <laughs> the game to show that these Packers are literally like the like they should this line shouldn't be three. And then in true back to back fashion, Christian, you can go ahead start us right. off with your first lock of the week. Now that you're in person, hopefully the pressure is a little bit on. This is a honestly all of these lines like there is honestly very worrying. Like there's not really anything that really stands out to me. <laughs> but there. give me the Vikings plus three now. Ooh, Vikings plus three. Ooh. Okay. I think that's a good one. I, I had that definitely on my list. Um, okay. My first lock, that's a good pick. I will take – give me Detroit minus three against the Chargers. I, I'm totally with Christian on the Chargers. Uh, I love the lines here. Uh, Christian, it is a great statement game. I'm going to also take the Steelers as my lock um, against the Packers. I like that minus three. All right. And then – for my second one, I will go give me the Bills after my, my huge rant about what was going wow. on with the Broncos. Give me the Bills. Minus seven. Minus seven. couple favorites. Okay, for my next one, hmm. it's, a couple, it's a couple that I like here. Um, you know what? They burned me last week, so I'll pick against them as a lock this week. I'll take the Cardinals. Kyler first game back, plus one and a half. As dangerous as that feels, having a squad pick and a lock on the Cardinals. I just really like Arizona to I think Kyler first game, he's going to be fresh. I think uh, the Falcons might not be ready for it. Give me. You know what? Big spreads have taken me. Pretty good trip lately. Give me the Cowboys minus. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if someone was going to take that. I thought about it. <laughs> and then second one. Ah, oh, God. I mean, third one. Dude, there's not really a lot of it. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I don't think the Jets are going to do anything. Give me the Raiders plus one. Oh, oh that feels bad. That's a lot. That's where I was going next. Raiders plus one. Oh man. Okay. Uh, for my last one, split between two here. Um, screw it. I'll double down. I'm doing all week of all NFC games for my locks. Give me the Commanders plus six and a half. Okay. Okay. Oh man, here we go. I'm in a I'm in a tough spot here, folks. I'm gonna take in a week where Colby baited his own team, his uh his his, his stepchild, I guess you could say. 
Give me the Titans. Give me the oh, Titans to cover. I was going to say, what? The Titans are not my team. I just happen to have the... I'm, I just have an abil- the ability. I'm the only one of the three of us that can feel out when it's going to be a weird Titans game that they win. And you're like, what? The Titans won that game? They're so bad. It's not one of those weeks, but I respect your efforts. All right. Well, there you go, folks. There's our locks. And uh, it's time for us to take the transition on over to the association where things have been brewing up these last couple of weeks. Let's start. And many people have been sending in many, many letters and comments. Oh. And uh, Colby, I have been reading these letters and comments. And boy, oh boy, <laughs> are they not happy about your magic take. So, yeah, it, is time. it is time for everyone's favorite NBA segment to cover up and update yourself on the NBA. It's time for Colby's tears list, everyone. Colby, I hope you got the fresh names ready. It is time oh. for the tears list. Okay, I'm ready to talk some NBA here. Christian, I think, had to step away. We'll see if he's uh, we <laughs> will come back for it. Okay, Jalen, I told you before we started. This tiers list is a little bit different, but I'm pretty proud of it. I think this might be my best my best list ever. We'll see. I got some reactions, maybe some overreacting, potentially, but maybe not. So I'm going to fire it up for you here. And I'm also very proud of these names for the most part. So here we go. All right. That's a great way to, great way to get done. Don't, don't spoil them. Don't spoil them. All right. Oh, let me go full screen here. Okay. At the very bottom. We have a group of teams, one of whom in the entire year and two-week history of the NBA of the tiers have never been this low. Bottom row, yikes. It's just it's just yikes. The Wizards, who are the worst team in basketball. The Bulls, who they don't have the worst record, but they're three and six. They had a players only meeting after the first game. Speaking of Christian was talking about players meeting only meetings earlier. Is it bad if you have one after your first game? Um, that seems bad. Uh, they should have been blown it up. The Jazz, who that funky frisky start they had to last year, uh, it's been a downward spiral since then. Marketing's still been very good, but Kessler hasn't taken another step. Their guards are so far behind everyone in the West. And Memphis, one and seven, worst record in the league. Uh to start off the John Morant suspension, yikes on the early returns from Memphis. Oh, you hope they can climb back up, but it's been a disaster. They cannot score. Their offense is abysmal. Um, so there's yikes, your bottom bottom row. Not the four worst records, but the teams I got at the bottom. Two of them are three of them are some of the worst records. I can't believe the Jazz are that just playing that as struggling that bad. But uh exactly. more importantly, I, I hope. I see the Grizzlies actually still in this column. Uh, I don't expect much change to come when John Morant comes back. Maybe they get some more flashy highlight dunks. But uh, this is supposed to be the time where we get to see the highlights of the Grizz players. And it's uh, not really too many highlights. And as for the and yikes for the Wizards, yes, we kind of <laughs> saw this coming when it came to the Wizards. But uh, you got to admit, Jordan Poole and Kuzma, man. They're doing what we exactly predicted. They're just chucking it up. They are. Jordan (laughs) wild stuff. I don't know if y'all have seen any of what Jordan Poole's been doing. Uh, He's doing crazy things. So, yeah, the Wizards might have a chance to be one of the worst teams ever this year. Throw that out there. Um, Okay, so that's the bottom row. Next (laughs) row, 
I'll be honest. It's unchanged from the last time we did this, but the name is different. Foundation in place. None of these teams are good, but they all actually have pretty interesting teams. Oh, I lied. The Hornets moved up because they were in poverty franchise last time. Foundation in place. It's the Blazers, Spurs, Pistons, and the Hornets. Now, the Spur, the Pistons are 2-7, and seven, but they've lost a lot of close games. All these teams, while bad, have the young building blocks in place that there will, should be better days ahead. Portland, Scoot's been rough. He's had a bad start to his rookie year, and he's a little banged up right now. But Shaden Sharp has been a revelation. He is awesome. Um, he's gonna. He looks like a special player with what he can do both ways. Obviously, Wemby, while he's been up and down, looks special. Devin Vassell's a nice piece as well for the Spurs. So I think he's a pretty good player. Um, so they, they got a little bit of a foundation there. Detroit, even though they've lost a lot of these games, Cade is back. He looks awesome. Jalen Duran has been phenomenal in his second season. He looks like a real building block. And uh, it looks like they may have gotten the better Thompson twin. Osar Thompson, the rookie, well, he's not really much of a scorer. He's an excellent defender already. He's a freak athlete. He's pretty smart and crafty with how he plays. I, I like what I've seen from him. So I think that's a nice foundation, even though Jaden Ivey hasn't been uh, what they'd hoped so far. And the Hornets, Brandon Miller's good, man. He looks really good for a rookie. He's already a good defender. He can shoot, score, play off the ball. Obviously, you have LaMelo. And Mark Williams, the second-year big man, has been pretty good as well. So these teams are bad, but this should be the worst they are for the next couple years because they already have some of the young building blocks in place. I'm surprised you have the Spurs and Pistons this low. At least the Spurs. I'm surprised They're you didn't have anything fun. I, I almost put them in yikes, but I was like, ah, I like so much of – what their future is compared to those four down there. That is true. They're much young. They are young and they're just a young squad. And uh, the Pistons, uh, this is a kid Cunningham's balling. He, yeah, he's awesome. He's back. He looks really yeah. good. Uh, as advertised as I've been waiting for. I mean, he's been worth the wait in my eyes. So uh, I think a uh, thing you're going to be seeing next tiers list, if they're not in a certain spot, at least compared to the certain team, we're going to have some complaints, but right now, right now, Magic, I understand. We're going to be, we're going to be very upset. I'm just letting. Right you know. now, I am. Right now, I understand the hesitations, but well, next tier's list. I I expect a big. I hope, I'm hoping for a leap. How about that? I'm hoping for a leap, depending First on their tier's play. list where we've seen basketball, but yeah, I hope for a leap too because I like I like Kate a lot. I think he's an excellent young player. I think he's. Uh, I think they're higher than they were last when you projected. All right, uh, ready. Yes, sir. All right, next tier. Very proud of this one. Kawhi, did you leave? It's the Raptors and the Clippers by themselves in this low-rating tier. Thinking back to alternate timelines, both of these teams, as weird as it might sound to say for the Clippers, would probably be in much better spot today had Kawhi re-signed with the Raptors. Because the Clippers now, I mean, they I almost gave them their own tier with a meaner name. Um, this was foolish. This James Harden thing, it's not going to work. It is not going to work. They're banged up. We already talked about Harden. It's, it's a disaster. I don't know what they're doing. They've mortgaged the whole future. Had Kawhi never come there, they probably don't trade a jillion draft picks to get Paul George, and they might still have SGA and some of those picks. Who knows who else they would have tried to go over. They never got past the conference finals. They've got these dudes always hurt. And now they have this ridiculous team with Harden and Westbrook that makes no sense, and it just looks like it's going to be a disaster. The Raptors are here because had they been able to keep Kawhi, they probably would have competed to at least have a chance to go to one more finals, maybe one or two more. Instead, they're now stuck in this middling middle 
which is where you don't want to be. They're 500 to start the year with a new coach. They have good players, good pieces, but they're not going anywhere with the score. They should blow it up, but they're too stubborn, and their asking price is way too high for any of their pieces. That's what they say. We'll see how this year plays out, if they blow it up or try to go for it. Kawhi, did you leave? This team's. I feel like their destinies are kind of intertwined there, and they would both be better off had things gone differently four years ago or four or five years ago, whenever that was. All right. Uh, first up for the Clippers, I'm completely agreeing with you on that one right there. Um, did not like the Harden trade. I think um, we spoke on that earlier, a couple episodes ago, maybe when it happened. Um, but last episode, I guess. But I did, I'm not a fan of this Harden trade. I think they're 0-2 already as it is. They're going to have to sacrifice somebody right now because they're all healthy at the moment. He's there because, you know, when someone isn't available, that's when he comes in. But I just don't think you're going to get at as what you're waiting for. Like I was saying earlier about Kate Cunningham, about being as, as advertised. I don't think you're going to get that with Harden. I mean, especially the way this team plays. Someone's going to have to lose minutes, and it's just not. Yeah, they all want the ball. It makes no sense. Yeah. They all want it, and that's the thing. Like you see in the game, they're all just chucking up threes, trying to hit the highlight shots. I mean, Russ has more shots than Harden. That is concerning. But you love Russ. I mean, there's that's the one player you probably don't have any made concern sense. about. He made sense on this so. team prior to them getting Harden, but now it makes exactly. Sense. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's you know, and then for the Raptors, I think. We expect this from the Raptors, but we're just waiting for uh, maybe if they made a move or two to spice it up. So they didn't have the worst of starts, but then, yeah, it just fell off a little bit as a, as a recent. Yeah, it's it's very early again. <clears throat> so all this is very subject to change. But, yeah, we'll see how they do. But they're just they're so stuck in the weird spot. All right, next here, active investigation. These teams, at some point, when we have a little bit more time, could – once it's time for the Cleve Johnson detective agency to turn our hats and start looking through some of our NBA case files, uh, we're going to need to take a look at some of these teams and see if they're actually good or not. It's a big tier, an interesting group. You got the Rockets, Pelicans, Hawks, and Nets, all slightly above 500 or 500. So the Rockets are very interesting. Ime already has them looking much better than they've looked in recent years. Shengun has been phenomenal. He looks to be taking the next step. He's been a revelation. And I think they had some getting rid of Kevin Porter Jr. has honestly helped them to have one less chucker. He's obviously a bad person as well. The Pelicans, I mean, they started great. Now they're on a bit of a skid. They got some weird chemistry stuff. And their guys are always hurt. McCollum has a collapsed lung. Ingram and Zion are always hurt. We'll see. We'll see if they can actually be healthy and stick together for a full season. They do have potential. They do have talent. They also have no one who can guard besides Herb Jones. So that's another big concern for them beyond just the injuries is they don't really have a lot of good defenders. Atlanta has had games. It's early. Again, they're 4-3. and three. They've had times, and they play Orlando tonight where they've looked really good. They have Trey Young. I love Quinn Snyder as the coach. I think they'll be better just because of that. But it's still just such a weird team. The Trey DeJounte Murray thing kind of works, but it's so weird. And Brooklyn is, they're 500, but they've looked better than I thought. They lost some heartbreakers. Ben Simmons is actually contributing, playing pretty well. Cam Thomas has been excellent getting buckets for him and really has a, carved out his spot in the rotation. They have a bunch of just solid players. They don't have their picks. They have no motivation to tank or blow it up, unlike some other teams would. 
So I'm fascinated to see what Brooklyn looks like down the stretch. Cause I think they have a chance to actually be pretty good if things go well, but they could also go poorly. Interesting. Active investigation. I love it. Um, it stinks the Nets just lost uh, Cam Thomas for the next couple of weeks, man. Uh, yeah. He's in the. I told you he's a good player and he's making an impact. But the Nets, man, they're staying scrappy. Hawks, they're always interesting because can they figure out this whole DeJounte? They get another season to figure it out. Um, Pelicans, yeah, they're interesting. They're actually not as dominant with Zion as I expected them to be. So I agree. They are an active investigation. But for you to put the Rockets this high, I'm a little surprised. You see them beat the Lakers by 30 last night? I mean, it's the Lakers. Maybe the Lakers should be lower. Well, they're lower than they used to be. I'll spoil that for you. Oh, there you go. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think the Rockets, though, they're scrappy. Maybe <clears throat> I know they have nothing to do with Kawhi, but I don't know when it comes to the Rockets. So I guess it makes sense to have them in active investigation. But they're the most interesting. Me and Dudoka, he's uh, he's working with what he's got, you know, and they're building around Jalen Green. They gave him interesting pieces around him. Uh, it's what Van Fleet, Brooks, him, Zangoon's cooking. So I mean, it's uh, it's going pretty well for him right now. You know, they're interesting. Shingu's been their best player so far, which has been impressive. Um, all right, you ready for the next one? Yeah. All right. We've got a lot of smaller tiers this week. That's kind of a theme. Part of why I like some of these names. Vibe check. These two I just feel like are always linked together. It's the Cavs and Knicks. Because of the Mitchell thing, because of the playoff series. Both a little underachieving to start the year for two teams that were good last year and you expect to be safe playoff teams in the East. The Cavs, they missed Garland a couple games, but they're below 500. The Knicks are 500. It's a vibe check because there's some real bad vibes with Julius Randle to start the year. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, Just some weird kind of chemistry frustration stuff. Is this Knicks core going to be the core they have? Are they going to try to make a move? And as we've talked about on the show before, uh, Donovan Mitchell, the long story, cloud hanging over of him not wanting to be in Cleveland long-term potentially not wanting to sign there. And the Cavs just also have too much overlap. They have two awesome guards, but they're both smaller, non, not great defenders in Mitchell and Garland. And they have two really talented athletic bigs in Allen and Mobley, but neither are good, great shooters. And so that kind of, there's a little too much overlap there. Just some weird vibes. So these teams should be good, should be better, should be climbing the tiers as the season goes on, but they need a vibe check right now. So the vibes are eh, a little off. I mean, yes, it's early, and the vibe check is a little off. But, I mean, for the next, the Knicks' sake, um, they just beat Wembenyama and everything in the Spurs, which, I mean, compared to your tears, this isn't much. But it was at the Garden, and you had the, you know, the stellar rookie there, and you lived up to the hype yourself as a team. So give the Knicks the credit on that. Um, I think when it comes down to it, though, I'm not too concerned for the Knicks. I'm more concerned about the vibe check with the Cavs. Because at the beginning of the season, we already heard rumblings about Donovan Mitchell already want, not wanting to be there. So at this point, they're playing to trying. They're playing to keep him happy on, on my mind. And if no one, if you can't really step up like you were saying with Mobley and them, because Mobley has to take that step up. That's something we uh, projected at the beginning of the season as one of the players who need it. And uh, here we are in a vibe check early in this season. So uh, it's a good take. Appreciate it. I, I said I'm happy with a lot of these names. All right, next tier. This one might stir up some emotions. 
This is the longest name, but I like this name. Young, hungry, and in need of a trade. It's the Magic, the Pacers, and the Thunder. So all of these teams are in a great spot right now. They all have had moments where they look good. They're all figuring stuff out. They're all winning records. They all have excellent, young, uber-talented franchise players to build around. Now, granted, OKC is better than the Pacers and Magic. Don't think that this is a shot at OKC. They're all very good. They have a ton of young talent. We talked about Paulo and Franz. Halliburton is just night after night phenomenal. I mean, he's so gifted offensively. Um, and SGA's obviously been going crazy. All Chet's been good. All the Thunder's talent. They all, if they want to be serious playoff teams and actually be in the playoffs making noise, need to make a trade. They have one glaring need. And it's different for all of them. For the Magic, it's a shooter. They don't have enough shooting. They got to get another just catch-and-shoot guy to space with Paulo and Franz. Need another shooter. For Indiana, just anyone who can play defense. They are terrific offensively. Their defense, bit of a mess. So they just need a defender. And for OKC, they just have to get another big to spell with Chet. Chet, I like him. I think Chet's talented. But he's their only big, literally their only rotational quality big. They have to get just some more size. And if all these three teams make that kind of move, I think they can be very good playoff-level teams. Interesting. Just giving them a more reason, huh? Just got to give them an excuse that they need no, they need more. They need more. They just need what, more I, help. Even cool. though this young, even though this young Magic team has Franz Wagner, this guy that I've heard so much about. Uh, they have this Paulo Bencaro guy that I've been told oh, great well. things about. They have a winning record. I mean, how many do you need? How many guards, Colby? How many? Oh, I'm not. I'm just forwards? saying. Like, like, what are you? What are you talking about here for like, Magic? And then for Pacers, I mean, I agree with the Pacers though. I mean, they're playing great, good basketball early. Um, we've been wondering what they're doing as of last trade deadline. So if they end up making a move to show that they're actually going all in and give us an answer, that would be pretty cool, you know? So especially when you have Halliburton and you can get rid of all the questions about healed. So, and then the Thunder and them getting a big man. I think they still got one of the Jalen Williams dudes. I think one of them plays center technically. Yeah, but I like a smaller yeah he's more of a smaller guy i think uh of course jalen williams too the better one is a guard there you go so yeah i was about to say there's two of them that's what i was trying to figure out but um yeah i was about to say for the thunder if they could find another big man i feel like that could be nice but i don't know if that's their main priority i feel like they could but i feel like chet's doing well they got a young oh, he, young he... bench no, Chet is doing well. This is nothing against Chet. I'm just saying he can't. You gotta have a, at least one other big man you can count on. Um, this is can't play the whole game. And he is, and just because he is thin and smaller, you, you do want like a bruiser type as well. I think to offset that, the Magic should try to get Buddy Heald. They should. The Buddy Heald is like just what the Magic need. They need a guard who plays off the ball that shoots. To answer your question, someone who doesn't want the ball, who's just an off ball shooter. None of these teams. I don't think any of them need to try to get like. I'm not saying get like a star. Just like a role player, rotational that fits the need. Well, that was a point I want to make. Like the Clippers, Cavs, think about this. The biggest mistake teams, general managers in the NBA consistently make is just valuing, always valuing raw talent over fit. Because as great as it is to have a lot of talent, and that's obviously important, the fit is really what makes the difference. Like teams aren't, the Clippers, like teams aren't listening. They aren't watching what's won the last three championships. It's teams that built their core and built around their stars with players that fit rather than just trying to get the most talented guys. Yeah. All right. I see what, I see what you're trying to do there, but 
I'm going to stand by my take still. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I, all these all these teams are doing great though. They're that. still doing good. All, they're still all doing good. Like the Magic had a great start and everything. So in the Thunder, Chet, the Chet Holmgren versus uh versus Wemby right now is is a fun <laughs> fun fun story. It is, yeah. Now I like where all these teams are at. I hope they continue to play well. All right, now into the teams with real expectations. All right, solo tier, Michael Myers. It's just the Heat. It's just the Heat. They're Michael Myers. So you think they're dead? And they're not dead. They look very pedestrian right now. They're four and four. Their offense has been a mess. They have Kyle Lowry, who's like really old and not a starting level point guard in the NBA as their starting level as their starting point guard. And I'm not going to write them off. Learned my lesson from that last year when they looked just like this all regular season and looked dead in the water at times. And then we're in the finals. So it's they deserve earn the right to have their own tier. It's just Michael Myers, the Heat. All right, next one, next one. I see that timer. Right. All right, cause for pause. All these teams have high expectations in the West. It's been rocky, very rocky starts for all of them. Whoopsies. It's the Kings, Lakers, and Suns. Kings and Lakers have losing records. Suns, 500. It's very simple. For the Suns and Kings, it's health. It's kind of health for all of them. Uh, De'Aaron Fox been out for the Kings, but they've also looked sloppy. Keegan Murray hasn't taken that next step. We'll see if that can change. The Lakers, AD missing time already. They are awful when LeBron's not in the game and AD's not on the court. The Reeves has not taken another step. The rest of those guys have been underwhelming. And Phoenix, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant have still played the same amount of games they played together uh, when we before we started the year at zero. Bradley Beal just played his first game, and their role players are not, not very good uh, overall. So cause for pause. These teams have all dropped since the preseason tiers. Okay, gotcha. Can you go to the next one now? I'm following you through. You got some good ones. We're going to wait till okay, uh, show stopper. Like this tier, one of a kind. Your there Black we go. Timberwolves and the Mavs, highest your Timberwolves have ever been on these tiers since we started this, and for good reason. As I'm sure you're aware, Jalen, the Timberwolves have the best defense in basketball. They have two excellent perimeter defenders. They have and they have Rudy Gobert, who's playing worth his salts as a rim protector this year. The Kako Bear thing is actually kind of working right now. It's very early. They're the only team to beat Denver, and they also beat Boston, who that was their first loss as well. They play terrific defense. Ant-Man's been going crazy. And McDaniels, worth every penny. Dude is a fantastic defender. Next level yeah. from him. And for the Mavs, they're simply one of a kind because they just – all they did was slightly improve their role players. They got guys that fit with Luka more. And they're this high. They're six and two because they have one of the four best basketball players on the planet, inarguably. And we have someone that good. You're always going to be in the mix. And they have pieces that fit better. Lively, we talked about, has been a nice surprise for them as a rookie. So these teams are one of a kind. Very good, exceeding expectations. Yes, yes. See, this is a, this is what I'm talking about here. We got <laughs> we got the Wolves and the Mavs both above the Kings, Lakers, and Suns. It's heartbreaking to see that for the Kings, but I understand the De'Aaron Fox thing. I, I have him on fantasy basketball, which is a pain <laughs> in itself. But um, he's supposedly back. He has a chance to be back this Friday, so maybe the cost for pause can be shortened. You know, and they'll be right next to uh, the Wolves and Mavs. Uh, personally, I'm obviously I had my doubts last week because I was concerned. But this was a one of a kind start. I, last week, all I had was we held on, we beat the Nuggets, whoop de doo. But we also <laughs> beat the Celtics. And like you said, Jaden McDaniels is paying off. 
Um, hopefully he just stays away from any walls. And uh, yeah, speaking of the Mavs, they're right there. They were they're one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. So kind of surprised you uh, had them this low with the Wolves, but well, I mean, I guess I could say the Wolves left. are that high with the Mavs. <laughs> there's there only you go. there's only a couple teams left. All right, I'll finish this out. Here we go. Shout out to the Wolves. All right, addition by subtraction. It's the Warriors and Sixers. Phenomenal start for both these teams. The subtraction that helped them, obviously, being Harden and Jordan Poole. And in the Sixers' case, replacing Doc Rivers uh, with Nick Nurse. Early returns on that, looking pretty good. They play excellent team basketball. They have movement. They have an in-game strategist. Um, so it's been excellent. Both these teams look terrific. Maxi appears to be taking that next leap. The Warriors, hey, I've been skeptical of the Chris Paul thing. It's working very well. I still think they're too small come late in the playoffs, but cross that bridge when we get to it. Both these teams are much better than last year, I think. Just just purely off of uh the chemistry from a chemistry standpoint and a vibe standpoint. Um, so love where these teams are at. I think they're feeling great. All right, we'll finish out here. Two more tiers. The top teams in the league. Achilles heel. The two beasts of the East. Uh, I don't know if did uh, Milwaukee hang on to win. I saw it was close against Indiana. Both having good records, Boston and Milwaukee. Both championship or bust expectations. Both excellent teams with superstar talent everywhere. Both one giant flaw. And in Milwaukee's case, too, I think Boston's been better to start the year. Milwaukee cannot guard you on the perimeter. They don't even have a single average perimeter defender, even though they have Giannis, who's maybe the best player and defensive player in the league, roaming. That's a problem, and Adrian Griffin, we'll see. And for the Celtics, as much as I like this team, I still don't really like Joe Missoula, I got to say. I still don't have any trust in him whatsoever down the stretch. And I think as great as these teams are, both obviously championship caliber, they do have an Achilles heel. And All right. So you know, you want me to just give you the top? Go ahead, yeah, let's see, the, let's see it. Let's see the title. Go ahead. We already it. know. It's Walter, Walter White. White. It's all about that chemistry, baby. It's God all damn about it. the God damn it. And they got the best chemist in the world directing it. It's the Nuggets. Come on. They're 8-1. and one. Jamal Murray out a month with a tight hamstring. They still have not lost since he's gone out these last three games just because he's Jokic. He's unbelievable. He makes everyone so much better. Reggie Jackson, who wasn't even in the rotation most nights last year, dropped 20 against the Warriors last night. Rookie Strother at 21 the game before. I mean, when you have Jokic, everyone's just going to be so much better. The chemistry's there. Come on. Be serious. They're the championship favorites, and they're the best team. Yeah. Okay. So we're hitting the last two minutes here. I'm going to give my quick synopsis of those final tiers there. We're yeah. Hit these final thoughts. Okay. Um, we're going to see if Christian can come back in those last couple of minutes here to get those final thoughts back. <laughs> um, if not, it is what it is. Here we go. Addition by subtraction. Surprise, you just have the Sixers that low. I mean, I would have them right next to the all three of them. I, I think would be right there. I would have the Warriors in their own group. That would be my only <laughs> argument. The Warriors would be the only one there. Um, I'll just bump the Sixers up, but we know what could happen with the Sixers. Um, everyone else, I agree. Love the title for the Nuggets. And it, it is time <laughs> for everyone's favorite wrap-up segment, final thoughts. Colby, I'm going to give you mine first oh, just yeah. because I can tell you why Christian's probably not available. JMU is in a double overtime right now <laughs> against Kent State, um, and I think they are up. So that would probably be both of our final thoughts right there. Colby, what is yours? My final thought, I'll go quick. I was watching – I didn't watch – don't watch much college football. But I was watching Iowa State 
Uh, they were on ESPN last weekend. RG3, hysterical as a color commentator. Oh my gosh, he's cracking me up. Phenomenal. Did not know that. Never heard him call a game before that. Don't watch a ton of college. So random, but RG3, hysterical as a color commentator. That's some good stuff. You, you forgot. Oh, to- shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the CJJC show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.